Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 20, Winter 2013 Issue. Rather than mispronounce the title of this editorial, I will spell its first three words. C-E-C-I-T-U-E-R-A-C-E-L-A and Disruptive Technologies. Victor Hugo's novel Notre Dame de Paris, which features the hunchback Quasimodo possibly might be less well-known for its depiction of cathedral archdeacon Claude Frollo, whose famous slogan was, again, those three words I just spelled, which translated mean, this will kill that. The thought occurs to him as he touches a printed book while glancing nostalgically at the cathedral towers. What he has in mind is the disruptive potential of technological innovations. The invention of the printing press meant that the flock no longer would have to rely exclusively on clerical proclamations to discover information which heretofore would have remained unknown to them. An individual does not have to be too old to remember when typewriters were a common desktop accoutrement or when telephones had rotary dials. Many bank tellers have been replaced by ATMs. No longer is it necessary to suffer neck discomfort in rental video stores while trying to discern the names of movies written on the spine of containers holding videotapes, only to discover belatedly that the box is empty because the film already was rented. Blockbuster had 5,500 stores eight years ago. The 300 remaining stores today will be closed by January 2014. Scientific publishing has been accelerating at a phenomenal pace. If a bibliographical listing were to be constructed that could fit 140 citations on each page and a thousand pages per book for every scholarly article ever written, the results would be as follows. In 1880, there would be a hundred pages of citations. 
By 1920, there would be 500 pages each year. By 1975, there would be four large volumes. Today, there would be 15 volumes each year or the production of a page every 45 seconds. Developments in technology abound in ways that also dramatically affect the world of publishing. As the number of published manuscripts grows ever larger, open access manuscripts are playing a decisive role. Currently, more than 50% of new research is available online for free. 25% of open access papers become freely accessible at the time of publication. The remaining 25% of open access papers become free on journal websites or other repositories within 12 months after the time of publication. A good illustration of the latter is PLOS 1. Adding to the growth is that a directive from the White House in 2013 ordered all U.S. science agencies to make papers whose research they funded free within 12 months. Related to the vast outpouring of published material is the question of whether every paper is authentic. Unfortunately, the answer is in the negative. Critics of open access publishing have found evidence that when authors pay to have their papers appear online, publishing company incentives possibly could be skewed toward authors rather than to readers. John Bohannon, a biologist at Harvard, has shown that the risk of fraud is real. He prepared a paper describing how a chemical extracted from lichen apparently slowed the growth of cancer cells. Using a made-up name, Okorafu Cobange, from a fictitious academic institution, Wasi Institute of Medicine in Asmara. He sent the article to 304 peer-reviewed open access journals around the world. Despite problems in experimental design, analysis, and interpretation of results, the study was rejected by only 98 of them. Online journals are not alone, however, in the threat of being on the receiving end of fraudulent submissions. Enough instances also have occurred in the more traditional ways of publishing articles to warrant heightened vigilance by reviewers to prevent these manuscripts from moving forward for inclusion in the world's body of published knowledge. It is unknown to what extent online publishing will become an overwhelming major disruptive force. Government grants in the health and biomedical sciences lead to the production of large numbers of articles. Since revenues from taxpayers make this outcome possible, there is a strong rationale for enabling the public to avoid having to pay twice through subscription fees to read the products of various investigations. Closer to home, also unknown, is the degree to which the Journal of Allied Health will be affected by these monumental changes in the mode of publishing. Currently, the journal is somewhat of a hybrid. This periodical went online in 2001 while the print version has been in existence since 1972. Each published article entails a fee of $40 per page. Portions of the online version, such as research notes and potential patterns, are accessible at no charge to readers. Other kinds of manuscripts, original research articles and commentaries, are available only through paid subscriptions or by paying a downloading charge. Today's authors face a quandary. Open access publications can attract a large readership, but authors must pay substantial fees. 
Otherwise, they can select the more traditional route of using journals with a much smaller universe of readers who gain access through paid subscriptions. Given that the bulk of manuscripts in the Journal of Allied Health derive from unfunded research, it is safe to surmise that our publication will continue to exist in its present incarnation for the foreseeable future. This editorial had two references. First, the author is Monroe, M-U-N-R-O-E. It's called The Rise of Open Access. It appeared in the journal Science, volume 342, number 6154, published on October 4th, 2013, and it's on pages 58 and 59. Second, the author is Bohannon, B-O-H-A-N-N-O-N. Who's Afraid of Peer Review? It appeared in the journal Science, volume 342, number 6154, on October 4th, 2013, and it's on pages 60 to 65. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.